0: Hello and welcome everyone to Gumpowder Treason No Plot. I am your demon host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by my three regular co-hosts, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkhole. Hello. 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 Good to see you all again.
1: ECU, yeah. EC. Yes, EC. Yes, um. Maybe one day.
0: Fairly soon, hopefully. Hmm. Mm. Ah. Until then, thank you for coming to the I Talk A Lot show. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Mm -hmm. You will be uh, reprising your roles as Tommy Hawkins, our gunslinger rogue, Sophia Landrin, our fighter cleric, and Dick Fate, our barbarian. And the last couple of sessions have been a little bit strange, a little bit weird. Not a lot of dice rolled. (laughs) On this podcast? Surely not. Heaven
1: forbid. uh, (laughs) We're a family-friendly podcast, you know. We're we're, we're, we're simple D&D adventures that you and the whole family can sit down and enjoy together.
0: Yeah. No existential crisis, no uh, maddening horrors. Just fun (laughs) old-fashioned fighting dragons in a dungeon. Exactly. Surely that's what
1: everyone's been getting from this, right?
0: (laughs) I hope so. I hope so. (laughs) Yeah, well, last week, and a little bit the week before was taken up by some rather curious dreams, in which Tommy, Sophia, and Dick Fate all had their own conversations with our good old friend, the Whispering Man. He showed you a variety of visions and scenes, and kind of tested your mental defences, quizzed you, engaged you in nice pleasant conversation. Depends which one of you was, uh, is answering that question, I suppose, but you all had a very different experience. Dick got to relive the horrors of his past. Sophia got to witness a potential future, and Tommy just had a bit of curiosity sated, I think.
1: Yeah. Why things are happening. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I mean, the the only downside was this time I didn't get a chair out of it. (laughs) He didn't.
2: (laughs) Oh, that chair's in the dome.
1: I know, right? Don't don't pain me with that. Don't you? dome chair damn it <laughs>
2: i couldn't carry it out with me hey you had that or the sword and you went for the sword and that was the bad choice it was not the bad choice well you didn't get it sword. did you
1: it's never... i did get the sword back
2: oh you didn't get it done though
0: no i didn't get
1: i have it done now so it's all worked out in the end <laughs> <laughs>
0: Though the idea of Tommy lugging a massive armchair through the forest on his back would have been uh, quite amazing. <laughs> this will protect
2: hey, me from the trees. I
1: tell you what, it's a bloody good job I didn't have it when we got to Home, because then I would have stayed.
3: So <laughs> comfy. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh,
0: but yes, uh, most of the last episode was uh, rounding out this little vision sequence where Tommy learned quite a bit. You got to understand just what the Whispering Man is doing and why, or at least what he was willing to divulge to you. You found out a little bit about your father. You were shown some information about Valmin that might be a bit uh, unfortunate, or very fortunate. You're going to have to uh, sit him down and probably have a long chat one day, if you ever find him. Mm. And, maybe sadly for you, maybe not... You have confirmed the uh, the theory that Tommy is in fact a ball spawn, or at least his father is a full-blooded one, and he is a uh, child of one. So it sort of passes that bit of cursed blood down to you.
2: Come on, we all knew yeah. it.
1: I'm not a I'm not a ball spawn. I'm a ball spawn spawn. <laughs> ball spawn. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, love
1: it. It's watered down, you know fine i just get a little bit angry sometimes now it's, you know their, their, their blood bloodlust and stuff you know it's, it's condensed
0: yeah here it skips a generation
1: yeah probably like, well, baldness. like
2: boldness yeah <laughs> <laughs> actually you all have your hair that's amazing
1: we do all have our hair yeah. mm. who, who else would have it
2: i'm just thinking there's a, there's a lot of boldness around
1: yeah mm. i guess i mean we're not that old are we no, no.
2: yeah yeah, are
1: Actually, oh. do you know what we are, right? And I'll tell you. T- I'll tell you the reason why. I was um, I was resetting a password for somebody, and this this person was called Neo. I was like, <laughs> huh, Neo, probably named after the Matrix, and his date of birth was two thousand and three. So I was like, ah, yes, that's the year the Matrix revolutions and <laughs> um, came out. Yeah.
0: Wow. Still, uh, still went with Neo even after the third movie, huh? Yeah, I know, right?
1: I know, right? Well, <laughs> well, maybe he came up with the name, and then the, the, he might have been born just before the third one came out. I don't know, but in any case, <laughs> it, you know that movie, that movie. Movie yeah. is eighteen years old now.
0: Well, those wow. two movies. Yep. Uh, <sighs> it's it, you. You can't look any of those things up when you're like, it's been twenty years since X, and you just you feel so old. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: I know. Well, well. yeah. Sorry, I, you, you are so
4: welcome. Yeah, mm. you're all old older than me, to me do, as well. So now I have, I have it. to deal with this <laughs> <laughs> The realization that you know what, James? You are
3: in your mid thirties.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, thank you. <laughs> uh, you're the oldest. Uh, you I are.
3: know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's like
2: by one month, but I love it. I love it. <laughs>
1: Sorry, don't don't get him riled up and we'd take his medicine and have a sit down.
0: But <laughs> uh yeah, post conversations with God, which uh when you all woke up, Dick Fate was feeling uh suitably horrified. Sophia was feeling incredibly intensely sad, and she couldn't really figure out why. Seemed to be a bit of a, a gap in time there between her last conversation and her opening her eyes. Tommy was feeling pretty chipper. Um you uh had some of life's big questions answered for you, and you didn't mind the answers too much. you kind of happy to rock on as you were doing. Which, well, that'll work out one way or another. Afterwards, however, you resolved to finally get to this goddamn shrine that you have been trying to get to for quite a while. So you set off into the snow, hiding from creatures flying low overhead, and making your way into what appears to be far more giant controlled territory as you approached the mountain that you know to house the Shrine of Othryn. However, it didn't look exactly as you expected, because yes, it is a giant snow-capped mountain, but it also has a massive hole broken into the side of it, and there are a lot of giants outside. In fact, they seem to be patrolling the area, as you found out from the Heavy footsteps and shaking ground of a group of them approaching you. And that's where we ended last week's episode. So this week's episode, I think we're going to be rolling initiative as you are all looking upon the mountain that you know to be the Shrine of Othrin. You can see it just in the near distance. You can see hosts of frost giants, hill giants... Ettins, ogres, all of them patrolling this area and trying to, as far as you know, maybe get into the shrine. You can't quite tell exactly what they're doing, but they're certainly all over this goddamn mountain. seems they've, maybe, finally found what they were looking for. And, as you should all now see on a map before you, two frost giants and two ogres have got the drop on you. However, no surprise. So, you know, be yeah. thankful as we all roll initiative. And, oh. Uh, oh, hell. Let's have
1: some yeah. fun with some frost giants. Awesome. Awesome to okay. the max. I'll
2: take 15. I Ooh. will take a 21.
1: Tommy will take a roll of a one. Which gives me an eight, which is fantastic.
2: Is that possible?
0: Uh, one uh, for an eight sounds pretty reasonable. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, okay. It's just a lot of the time, your initiative is all over the place.
0: Yeah, no,
1: I think it's right now, but that's that's still atrocious. But hey, hopefully that's the only one for tonight. Touch wood. R four got a twenty three though, so FDL. go, go R four.
4: I actually rolled a fifteen. I have advantage. You rolled, yeah, you rolled it twice.
1: I wish I had advantage on. It'd be really quite useful. It would. That seems that seems to be something something to think about in the future.
2: Mm. Like going on your Christmas list.
1: That's going on my Christmas list for the next time I get um, to uh, have a feat,
0: I think. Mm. then there's an
1: initiative feat.
0: There is. So, uh, R4 with a 23, Sophia 21, Dick Fate with a 15, Tommy with an 8, Rorik also with an 8, and these ogres have sat here at a 5, and the Frost Giants at a 3. So although they've snuck up on you, they're not the quickest reacting creatures, and as they have brought you into view, you guys, uh, snap into action as you will start drawing weapons yeah it is uh, R4's turn first what are you
1: doing R4 what is R4 doing R4's kind of going to look at everyone else like I don't know what to do <laughs> um
3: <laughs>
1: I mean, I mean if, it was, if, it, if it was Tommy the actions would be pretty clear and the actions will still be pretty clear Tommy will shoot something but R4's like should he charge in
2: how far is wait. he away
1: um 40. 45 feet so
2: uh, is this normal terrain
0: yeah so i was going to say this area that you're in and to give our listeners at home a bit of a view here this area is much rockier and the snowfall is a bit lighter so you are able to move easier in these uh, valleys near the mountain
1: okay i think r4 is i think r4 is going to stay here for now because I, I don't think he's a wise move to ch- to throw him straight in uh, on his own and he's going to take a shot at the nearest ogre. didn't r gun break? Oh, no it did Tommy should have repaired that but he hasn't done mm. no, you're right yeah. okay he, he's gonna he's gonna hold an action and um, to uh, attack one if it gets within range of him
0: sounds good Okay, that leaves Sophia up next. What are you doing?
2: All in action No, I reckon. Um right. Ooh. I have some magic arrows, don't I? You do. Ooh, lightning or acid. Lightning or ha- No. Let's just go with a normal normal arrow. Let's get let's go with that. Okay, I'm going to target um where the frost giant's the very top. Frost giant okay
0: okay so you see this massive lumbering blue-skinned creature with a huge white beard and kind of like a well a stereotypical viking helmet with the horns but uh not historical Um, (laughs) one but he's also wearing this like big heavy patchwork armor It, it looks pretty sturdy but he's such a big creature it's not properly covering him all over but he does have a Massive and rather horrifying looking heavy great axe just sort of dragging down by his side, and a uh, big bag of boulders strapped to his waist as well. What? Yeah.
2: What is that for? Well, you'll find out. Like oh,
0: throwing at people. Yeah. Does a
2: 16 hit?
0: Uh, a 16, just because of how large this creature is, does actually hit.
2: Woohoo! <sighs> With 8 points of radiant, and then another one 26 and 7 um these things are quite close to me in comparison to everybody else um now remind me do large the bigger you are do you move faster
1: quicker you move generally unless you're slow and lumbering
2: but then again Mm. yeah so like when you're you're a halfling you you do five feet less don't you yeah normally big
0: creatures have big strides that's true
2: yeah okay um I'm actually going to move southwest. So I'm not in a line.
0: Mm, splitting up?
2: Likely. Yeah, and that's me.
0: Okay. Mr. Fates, what are you up to? So, Sophia looses two radiant arrows into that first giant and they jam straight into its chest, kind of finding their mark in between its more uh, patchworky parts of the armor, but it hurts it. Doesn't seem to slow it down too much, though. Yeah, Dick is not liking the look
4: of this. I only have one rage left, which is quite, which is
2: worrying. Um, what time is it? It's like four o'clock. So ridiculous. Yeah,
0: it's like yeah, it's
2: not it's, quite it's, evening yet. It's, it's not, not <sighs> quite evening yet.
4: And what's what's the bet that there's something worse than this inside? Well, I'm hoping
1: that whatsoever's inside is we're, we're protected against by the um, by our like thing that the uh, the giant stowed on us yes You're all, all of us
0: yeah you are stone warden tramp stamps
1: yeah <laughs> um except for our new dwarven buddy uh, who doesn't have that uh, yeah. but I think yeah so I'm hoping we can get inside and maybe take a breather obviously we're in the wrong place to have a long rest here mm. I don't think we're gonna get much of a chance but perhaps maybe when we're inside we might get a chance I don't know
2: Oh, I'm gonna have to
4: I mean,
1: I mean, we're not we're not going all the way in, are we? I think you're going to have to rage if we're going to survive this. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> we're yeah. just
4: going to put the tip in, are we? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dick just, dick, dick. So, Dick's just going to run in. He's angry because it's cold, and these things are sneaky. And, dick <laughs> be sneaky. and uh, yeah, I will engage the ogre to the left, uh, as it seems like closer. And, um... Uh, I'm just going to use my longsword for now, because I'm guessing ogres aren't giants. Are uh, ogres um, giants?
0: I think it's up to you to take a nature check on that one.
4: That can't miss your action. That, that would be my action, would it not?
0: Um... Given that I don't think Dick Fate has ever fought an ogre before, yeah, I'd probably call it an action. Would, 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 would Sophia know, because we have fought ogres before?
2: Um... I'd let
0: Sophia do a free action if you wanted.
2: Ah, Thanks, Han. Go
0: on. Give me what a am I doing? Uh, nature, nature check. Nature check.
2: Come on. Come
0: on, nature girl. Ogres are pretty common creatures, so I don't think it's like a Twelve. hugely difficult thing. Twelve. You think they are giant kin. Much uh, degraded and lesser giant kin, or at least that's what giants would say, but they are, technically speaking, giants.
2: Oh okay, kill it. Yeah, I'll be like, kill it! Get it with an axe
1: why are you oh. reaching for your sword <laughs> it's a giant kind of kind of it's a mini giant it's an oxymoron
0: <laughs> i mean he says mini but uh dick as you run up to this ogre who is like wrapped in very rough furs like it's terrible construction this thing did not it's basically just tried to bundle itself against the frigid cold and clearly doesn't know how to do it best this thing is about 16, 17 foot tall. So, little is relative. As little it is, is uh, yeah, breathing its hot, disgusting breath right in your face as you get close. And which weapon are you reaching for? I am reaching for the Axe of Clan Ogreish. Oh, so no shield. Going full axe
4: mode. Yes, I'm going axe mode. And uh, take a swing.
0: Let's say 16 with 7. 16, as you uh, draw the Ancient Axe of Clan Ogresh and you feel the full fury of grumpsh rush through your arms as you swing down on this ogre and it's like a hot knife through butter, it just goes straight through this thing's chest. Uh, extra 2d6 uh, damage against giants. Okay. There you go. See? <laughs> oh,
4: cool. Uh, that's another 10 damage on top of that then.
0: So, as that rage of grump, just flows through you, and you can almost feel your swing is guided by these uh, ancient berserker orcs as the axe of Clan Ogresh tears into this creature and deals it a brutal wound across the chest. That's your first attack. Next up. So,
4: and. Again.
0: Also, doesn't he have to make a save or something on top of that?
1: Uh.
0: Uh, oh, prone, sorry, it's
1: not, yeah, you're absolutely right. It takes 2d6 damage for the weapon's type and must succeed in a DC 15 strength saving throw
0: or fall prone. Yeah, which if he goes prone means you get advantage on your next attack. Oh, oh knock okay. him down. I could knock him all down.
2: down. <laughs> <laughs> we came bowling.
0: Strength saving throw, 18. Okay, oh, wow. passes. Passes. So as you hit this ogre square in the chest and deal far more damage than it was expecting, it almost stumbles back, but you see it kind of puts its massive great club down almost as like a walking stick and steadies itself. But your second attack with a 13, well, those uh, shoddily put together furs aren't good enough to beat a 13. Oh, wow. So
4: what,
2: yeah.
0: 8 plus those uh, extra d6s, my friend.
4: Yep. I didn't roll them because I thought I missed. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's another eight.
0: So 16 total damage. Which again, I need to make another strength saving throw for. Uh, 15. Again, like you spin around and crack the uh, the giant-slaying great axe of Clan Ogreish right into this thing's kneecap. You almost take his leg clean off, but he just manages to sort of stumble out the way. Almost the sheer force of your attack causes him to. Uh, not fall over, he effectively uh, goes like one knee down and just actually looks a little bit terrified of you Dick, he was not expecting such a flurry of attacks and as you stood there kind of breathing heavy in your rage, feeling the strength of the bear totem flowing through you, it's almost like you're slightly possessed by the once lauded giant killing prowess of Plan Ogresh.
4: Cool, that will, that will uh, end my turn. Yeah, far better than I expected it to go.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's no divine smite, but it was pretty fucking awesome.
4: Oh yeah, and if I'd knocked him down and knocked him prone, that would have been even cooler. So, yep, nice, very, very nice. A nice. legged, like <laughs> right? And I, I did you
1: have to take and make another another check? He did. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. really. Oh, I missed that bit. Sorry, I was just looking at what I was going to do okay what's tommy gonna do he's gonna have a quick glance at these rocks over here would these be something you could hide in perhaps which
0: rocks are we talking about uh down here uh those are quite small rocks and i don't think you could hide you could get cover maybe behind the big one uh okay maybe that big one you could try hide but yeah okay okay so yeah i'm gonna,
1: gonna gonna go there for now i think And I'm going to use my violent shot ability. Okay. These creatures haven't acted yet, so I get
0: surprised though.
1: They're not surprised, so it's not an automatic critical. Yeah. But I do get advantage on the first shot. I'm going to aim for the one in one in the back corner that Sophia popped a a couple of arrows in earlier.
3: Okay.
1: So uh, with advantage on a rifle shot, uh, on a violent shot. So, advantage, a 29, <laughs> dealing 26 Ow. piercing damage, plus an extra 2d12, because I used a violent shot, which gives me extra weapon die. Mm-hmm. Another 12 points on that, um, plus I get 2d6 sneak attack damage on top of that. So another 6 on top of that. Okay. okay. So, Yeah. Not too bad for the first shot.
0: Um,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, you uh, stuff some extra gunpowder in the rifle and launch a, a nasty bullet across the field. Like that larger frost giant at the back. You basically blow its shoulder pauldron off, take a chunk of its shoulder with it, and you see the uh, cold blood starts to just drip down onto the snow, and it looks positively enraged.
1: Excellent, that's what I like to see. So for my second attack, I'm going to finesse away the rifle onto my back, whip out um, the last rights, and he still hasn't taken an action, so I still get advantage against him. I'm going to take another shot against him. Uh, that's a 14 with 15 damage, plus an extra... I am Ooh, afraid a 14 is not good Oh, it's enough. not? A... Oh, damn it. 14. Also,
0: that's,
1: well, that's a 5.
0: Is that a misfire?
1: On my pistol, it's not a no. pepper box. A pepper box is a misfire, too, so okay. no. You're right. and, I was, and I wasn't using a violent shot, so it doesn't double it. Um, okay. So, uh, not double it; it adds two so rather. Um, yes. So, unfortunately, a miss and rubbish. Never mind. Uh, so, for my, I'm going to bonus action. I'm going to attempt to stealth down here, so I can hopefully get advantage on the next attack. So,
0: stealth. A uh, 25. 25. You uh, try to crouch down under this little bit of uh, half cover and you, you feel pretty uh, secure down there, hiding in the shadows. Okay. That's
1: me. All, all done. All done. One good shot, one bad shot.
0: Mm. Next up, Rurik. Well, he is unfortunately a little bit slow compared to everyone else with his little dwarvish legs. I don't know how far he could get. He can try back Dick Fate up here, but he can't get too far. So if he comes up to maybe in between the pair of uh, Dick Fate and Sophia and I was going to launch a Guiding Vault, but actually maybe it calls for a Crusader's Mantle. Mm. Possibly. Let's have a look. Uh, can he, does he have any spells left? Is the most difficult part? Uh, he I has have a one spell slot. Yeah. I mean, this <laughs> is... The, how many...
2: Combats have we done now in a row w- w- without ever yeah. a long rest?
0: You had a short rest. Stop complaining.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Spellcasters need some long fucking rest.
0: Well, maybe you should ration
1: or be a warlock or or, or just take the options to have a long rest when we can.
0: Those two. Yeah. Whatever. I don't care. Catch <laughs> your damn spells. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn spellcasters. <laughs> uh, Crusaders and Mantle. I just want to check the range on it. I think it's 30 feet. Yes, it is. So it should get. Yep, Sophia actually gets all four as well. And Tommy. Ooh! Ha. Yeah. That's amazing. So kind of puffs himself along in his big heavy armor and unfortunately short legs. But uh, he takes stands a few feet back from Dick Fate, knowing that he can't quite get there to be effective. He raises his silver warhammer in the air and you all watch as your area of the battlefield is just blanketed with this golden glowing aura. The now familiar Crusader's mantle falls upon you all, that holy energy of Moradin empowering your attacks for the next minute so that as long as you uh, hit with a weapon attack you do 1d4 extra radiant damage. And that'll be his action, unfortunately, his uh, last 3rd level spell. Oh dear. Yeah, he's uh, starting to run a little low. Luckily, he can't even go into the shrine with you, so maybe it's best to go wall out. Uh, right then. It's finally my ogre's turn. Well, what the fuck can they get? They're not the brightest creatures, ogres. So, with the giants grumbling and uh, Sophia, you pick out basically just the giants are telling the ogres to go forward. <laughs> Go crush, go kill, go eat. The ogre is going to go for the target right in front of it, which is Mr. Fate. And they are going to attack you with one attack each with advantage. So the heavily wounded one, who is actually looking a little bit terrified of you there, Dick, is going to try swing back almost in a panic with advantage. Uh, 23 with its great club. I believe that hits. Alright, so that's 13 points of uh, bludgeoning damage as it just crashes this big, heavy, roughly made great club down on you. It's got a few, like, nasty-looking nails and spikes on the side of it. That's, you know, hurts a little bit, but you're a barbarian. You've uh, taken tougher hits.
4: Yep, and I've raged, so half that, so call it a seven.
0: Sounds good. Recently you were being set on fire by elementals. This is a walk in the park.
4: Yes, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Freezy.
0: (laughs) nice. Uh, the second Ogre is going to take his uh, attacks with advantage as well. And with 25? Yeah. 13 points of damage from the other Ogre as well.
4: Number 7.
0: Though you're, uh, you're getting a handle on the offensive uh, flurry of this new axe, the defensive, you're not quite moving like a, a nimble, orcish uh, giant slayer just quite yet. It's a bit strange to feel this uh, weapon almost taking control a little bit. When you're on the defensive, you're like, oh, what the hell's going on?
4: Yes, yes, I imagine so.
0: Huh. Um Okay. Now it's time for the frost giants. What oh what can they reach? Hm. Oh many interesting targets here. So first one is going to come lumbering down while these uh, lesser giant folk take care of this little raging half orc. The first frost giant is going to come lumbering down towards Sophia and Rurik. Alex and I think it's gonna make two great axe attacks at you, Sophia. First one, 19.
2: Wait a minute, I don't have my...
0: You don't have your key. shield out. Wait, you do I I need, does that rug. give
2: me one or two? It gives you two. Right, so it hits.
0: Can you cast okay. shield? I
1: can't remember if you can. No. no. You can't, can you? You've right, got shield so of
0: face, not shield. Indeed. Yeah. So that's 21 points of uh, slashing damage. It almost feels like it should be bludgeoning damage given how big this great axe is, but you have been uh, hammered by it quite nastily. That really hurt. Hmm. And oh, does it take a second one against Sophia or does it try to take out this weird glowing dwarf that's next to it? It's not a smoked creature. It just sees that you're all glowing, so it'll take a second swing at Sophia. 23.
2: Bloody hell with 31 damage, dude.
0: 31 points of damage.
2: Been halved in...
0: Yeah. Unluckily oh, yeah. for you, you don't have damage.
2: No. Yeah. And I've got quite high AC. Yep. You do.
0: Yep. You giants,
3: wanna get that shield uh... about,
0: right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go get my shield.
0: <laughs> giants don't fuck about. <laughs> you let them get up on you. They hurt. And the other giants... You go for R4. R4 is almost the closest, or does he go for Mr. Fate? Because he would get advantage on Mr. Fate kind of want to go Tommy, but Tommy's too far away. Fuck
1: you, giant boy.
0: <laughs> Let's go for a couple of advantage swings on Mr. Fate. So, first up, first attack. Uh, 25. Yeah, it's going to hit. It's 19 points of damage. Oh. Yeah, call it 10. Second hit. 22. Yeah. 28 points of damage me as this devastatingly large frost giant i mean this thing is over 20 foot tall as it walks these two giants walking into this battle the ground is shaking around you these things are bigger than the stone giants you've uh, met up close and personal and they look like swole as all hell but it that way they are warriors built to tear you little creatures apart and those attacks uh yeah, definitely reflect that. Yep, yep, they do. <laughs> yes, as they uh, lay into both Sophia and Dick Fate. Ooh, that was a, a nasty round there. And our yes. four is, uh up next. <laughs>
1: the poor boy. <laughs> right. Um. Where can he get to? He can get to there, which would give him flanking with Dick Fate, wouldn't it?
0: Nope, because Dick
1: Fate isn't threatening.
0: What do you mean? Dickbait's not close enough to the giant to do anything. Um, the giants have reach.
1: So he's not technically in. Base
0: no. to... right, this okay. long blue arm just crashed down on a distance that you did, because you're surrounded by ogres. Right. Let's
1: thin the, the herd then. I guess. Always yeah. Let's 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 try and take out one of these um one of these ogres, or at least um hit him, preferably R4. Good lad. Right. Get into flank on the ogre, then, um, and yeah, come on R four. Let's try a two-handed gunpowder spear attack with advantage. A twenty-two and eleven points of piercing damage. Can nice. can I, can you remind me what happens when the gunpowder spear explodes? Uh, I believe it's a ten-foot cube dealing fire damage, uh, which take she's is just the ogre 10 feet Yep. Yeah, the ogre yep. is a
0: large enough creature for that to just and uh,
1: remember how much fire damage it does sorry but for some reason I don't have it written down I'm gonna write it down now
0: I think 2d6 fire is what I have off the top
1: of my head sounds right so okay oh, so you're looking through yeah
0: that, <laughs>
1: that, <laughs> I, was like, I think is it's 2d6 it? fire Where's it going okay yeah that's fine we'll go with that 2d6 fire damage uh, six points of fire damage on top of that
0: Cool, so uh, R4 runs up behind this uh, ogre that's far too distracted trying to uh, take apart Mr. Fate and just lunges at him, stabbing him in the back, kind of flicking the trigger and the sparking uh, mechanism on that spear and just letting off a fiery explosion that scorches this creature nastily. You see bits of its furs are on fire, its back looks horribly burned. And, uh, that hurt.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, unfortunately he doesn't really have anything else he can do, so... That's our force turn. Okay, Sophia.
2: Hmm, interesting. (laughs) Gonna have to drop my bow, I think, and hit it with final death. My thinking is either I can disengage as my action, action surge, and hit it with my bow, and -hmm. run away.
0: But then he's either gonna chase after me. Yeah. Oh, actually, before of... we move on, um, just one extra thing there. Uh, roll a D4 for all four's radiant damage. Oh yes. About. Hey. Two. A little bit of uh, divine hit from Moradin on the side there. There you go. Hey. Oh good. Oh good. <laughs> well
2: What yeah. is up? Is If if you if you, you if will you, chase after me.
1: Yeah. Or you might go for the others, and you might be able to keep shooting. So it's a toss up really. But they they're gonna get. They're going to get absolutely screwed in the center there, but then you're probably going to get absolutely screwed if he keeps hitting you.
2: Yeah. If I think I we're take all screwed. This, if, if I take the damage that I just took, I will be dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so probably some AC would help. I could always disengage, action surge, and cast Shield of Faith on myself, which is also quite a dickish move. <laughs>
1: Shield of of Faith is a bonus action? It is. So you could could cast Shield of Faith anyway. Yeah. Ooh. You could cast Shield of Faith anyway, draw your sword, attack him and then bonus action, then um, action surge and then attack him again. And then I can come in next turn and do the same.
2: That sounds nice.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) These are Ah.
0: hard. How, how far can you
1: circle round?
2: I mean, this thing's massive. I mean...
0: It's a three by three if you're trying to read
1: the grid here. So I think you could circle round the exact... Almost the exact opposite side.
2: But what about the well, fucking other ogre Shit. To... What about this like ogre? Yeah. You think he'll attack me?
1: Uh, if you
0: go around the other side, he shouldn't do. I don't know if there's any space to go around though, because that's a rock. Uh, what What about this? You better sp- climb over it, I suppose. Basically, that's some fallen trees and rock behind the uh, frost. Okay. Night. I guess there's a bit there, isn't there, that kind of blocks it. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: I mean, there. There's there. I mean, um,
1: you, you, you you, could do. You might be presenting yourself to a target there. Exactly. But, then I, but then, But then I'd be able to come in and get advantage on it. So, whereas I won't do because I can't make it that far
2: in a turn
0: to get around him.
2: Uh, Tommy's, saying, Tommy, Tommy, saying Tommy's this no? at you and hmm? you're saying I can't go there, right?
0: I'm saying you, can, you can't go around it counterclockwise. You could go around... Sorry. You can't go around it clockwise. You could go around it counterclockwise.
2: So? It,
1: our, our other option is you speak giant. Um, or or you could um, call some animal friends.
2: I did think animal friends.
1: But then you can't cast Shield of Faith. Yeah. So probably Shield of Faith is.
2: I think animal friends are still an action anyway, so...
1: Uh, ye- yeah. Yes, I think that, I think it is. It's, it's a bonus action to throw them. I think I can't remember. Look, we'll
0: look it up while you do the other stuff.
2: Right. Okay. So
0: you shield of bathing first.
2: Uh, yes.
0: Okay, you will uh, right. take some devastating hits from this uh, far bigger than you realized frost giant, and uh, quickly say a prayer to column for to protect yourself, as his uh. Grey Divine Radiance falls upon you, and you feel bolstered and defended.
2: Oh, yeah, with an extra two. Fantastic. Right, that's one spell slot used. I'm going to drop my bow. Getting my shield. Mm -hmm. So that gives me an extra two. So now my AC is 22, which is still not... Probably wouldn't have saved me from earlier, but you know, happier. Um, Mm -hmm. Is there any point in me moving, Tommy? I can move.
1: You, you might draw the attention of the other one, but at least then we can hopefully kill least this giant.
2: Team, yeah. So, I will Maybe. go there.
0: Okay, so you are taking an attack of opportunity from the ogre as you circle around the giant. He basically just takes a swing at your side, though with a 22 AC you're probably going to be fine.
2: Oh, let's give it a go, I guess.
0: 14, he tries to swing at you and you easily just sort of duck underneath his great club and battered aside with your shield. If you uh, reposition yourself behind the frost giant.
2: Fantastic. I'm guessing this is not a fiend.
0: It is not. Surprisingly, a frost giant is a giant. Damn it!
2: (laughs) 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 It's not an undead frost giant, no? Mm,
1: Not that I'm aware of. We already fought the undead things.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Back when I didn't have this power. Yeah. Right. Two attacks with final death. 22 and 2.
0: Now, solid hit on this thing's uh, back of this thing's leg. Plus the extra <laughs> 4. Ooh, 4.
2: Plus D4. My extra 4. D4. For the first one, which was 2.
0: Yeah. And I'm guessing and a 13
2: doesn't hit, does it?
0: I'm afraid even with the size of this creature, you go in for the second attack and your blade Like, it hits but this thing's skin is just too tough and unfortunately you don't make it through. But the first one was a good strike.
2: I did use my bonus action, didn't I?
1: You did, but you could act you, you know, as action surge is a bonus action, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, sorry, right. I, I I'll use it on my turn.
2: Fine. That's fine. It's like I can't use two bonus actions.
1: No, you can't. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you need um... two
0: actions, but not two bonus actions.
2: I think I'm done.
0: Okay, then it is Mr. Fate's turn, as you uh, are surrounded on all sides, my Orcish friend. Yes, yeah, not liking that so much,
4: but I think. I think, you know, after after getting hit pretty pretty hard there, Dick's just gonna be like,
3: "I am Dick Fate. I am burdened by glorious purpose given to me by Grunch, and you shall stop beating your dick." And uh, I'm gonna take a swing.
0: <laughs> going again after the wounded ogre, I assume.
4: Uh, yes, going after the wounded ogre, trying to uh, thin them down before I take on um, Big Frosty.
1: He's the one you got advantage
4: against, isn't he?
1: Uh, no, the wounded yeah. one. The heavily
0: wounded one is the one he doesn't have advantage against. Uh, okay. He does have advantage on the other one if you want to swing for that instead. Up to you guys. Uh... There is a heavily wounded one that Dick attacked previously yeah. and a slightly wounded one that got stabbed by R4. i will probably go for the heavily
4: wounded one. Just because I-, I was already facing that one, so I'm going to go that way.
0: Um, so I'll be honest. Oh. A 12? A 12? Uh, luckily for you... Ogres have fuck all armor. That's oh, why they are uh, big meat shields. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: So uh, plus my
4: extra two d six, plus d four, d four,
0: four, always handy. Yep.
4: Yeah, so that is twenty three points of damage.
1: So
0: nice. Another devastating hit there. Let's see if he fails his strength saving throw. Uh, with a nine, he does. You, you charge forward against this ogre. And as it's trying to recover, after just sort of swinging at you while it was on one knee, something just overtakes you, and maybe your blood's up, maybe it's your rage, maybe it's the spirit of the bear, or maybe it's the power of Grumsh. But you are in the zone against this giant. You duck under its uh, prepared next attack, and you cleave its kneecap off, dropping this thing to the ground with a just pained yelp and scream that you've never heard from an ogre before is prone before you with very little health left finish the job Mr Fate
4: yeah and I think seeing that Dick would uh, well use his it, use other leg to uh, spring up into the air and uh, leap into the flat, the uh, final blow so with advantage go for the head with advantage I rolled a 13 <laughs> <laughs> and
0: I mean that's good enough <laughs> oh, I won't roll the rest then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know
1: you get a plus eight to hit. <laughs> With so that, do, as, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: As this thing yelps and howls and is grabbing its knee, it tries to quickly spin around and get back up to its feet. But you leap into the air and you just slam the axe of Kleinogresh straight into this creature's skull, splitting it in half. You watch as its blood just splurts all over the snow and yourself. And you have that nice little moment where your rage just feels ultra focused. You're just looking for the next target and you hope it's a giant. Damn straight That was Mr. Fate. Tommy, now that the first ogre has fallen, can you help tip the scales further? Tommy had a plan. Tommy had a plan.
1: He was gonna gonna sort of let the um, let the infantry kinda hold the line. Whilst he and Sophia peppered shots, shot after shot after shot into their ranks, thinning them out nicely. And then, uh, yeah, giants move quicker than we thought. Should have known, really, because after I baited the um, the frost giant (laughs) in the orcs' camp, but he seemed to take quite a long time to get there. I don't know. He was very drunk, though. Maybe (laughs) because he was drunk, yeah. Um, Now he's seen that Sophia's um, caught up in combat. She's just taken two absolutely devastating blows, and I could see her stagger under the hit. and there's fresh blood in the snow. Seeing that, um... uh, Seeing that my mate Dick, he seems to have dropped one, which is fantastic, but he is still surrounded on all sides. Uh, And, yeah, I think, um... I'm going to have to step in and give Sophia a hand. So having shouted at her to to circle round, I'm going to wait till the giant's turn to face her and run up and try and stab him in the back. So finessing away the pistols, which I've drawn, I'm going to whip out my new flaming sword.
2: Ooh, we should name it.
0: Yeah, I'm I should. Here. A magic word to ignite it, as you know. I bonus do, action, which so. is a
1: bonus action, <laughs> which means I can't, um, I can't uh, do an action surge on this turn. But I'm going to see if I can um, see if I can use it to good effect against this giant. So, let's move up to here I have advantage because Sophia is waving at me from the other side, and I'm going to take a stab with my flame tongue rapier. A 26 and 15 plus 2d6 worth of fire damage, 4 points of fire damage, plus 2d6 worth of sneak attack damage, plus d4's worth of um, radiant. radiant damage.
4: Hmm.
1: Cool. Do it again. And then I'm going to do it again. Um, <laughs> i don't get the sneak attack damage next time, though. sadly. Do, yes. I, do I, I still get the d4, don't I, if I hit? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. X, Power of Moradin plus... is uh, good for more than one hit. That
2: is a Good Fantastic!
1: Spell. So that's a twenty plus another fifteen, plus another two d six worth of fire damage, seven plus d four, a three. Excellent. So I'm chipping away, but he's big.
0: Hmm. <laughs> yes, you do uh, a few nasty cuts there using your new flame tongue rapier, power gifted to you by the incinus that you freed in a way. As it uh, bursts into flaming light, kind of melting the snow a little bit in the area just from the sheer heat, you uh, carve away at the back of this uh, frost giant's legs as its uh, torso is quite a bit above you.
1: (laughs) Sorry, I'm going to stab it in the dick next turn. Yeah, there you go.
3: If it works against
2: Steve, it'll work (laughs) against them. (laughs) Poor Steve. What am I saying?
0: He deserved it. Yeah. Okay. Rurik. He might go the simple route since he's very low on uh, spells and just uh, use his own advantage with uh, Mr. Fate against this ogre. Try to take some swings. Two-handed with the silver warhammer. First attack. Uh, Natural 20. Cool. He hits. He crits. He hits. He crits. And that is an additional D10 damage on top of that. Plus his four. Yeah, plus his four. Uh, so that's an extra 7 damage from the critical, 12 damage originally and an extra 1 point of Radiant, which actually is a dice roll, so it would also get doubled. Ooh. So he rolls a 4, as uh... <laughs> this ogre, not really certain what to do, actually kind of enraged at watching its uh, fellow ogre die, or maybe just hungry and wants to eat its former friend. You're not certain, but it had all eyes on Mr. Fate as Rorik proves his fighting credentials and hits a devastating blow against the back of this creature, dealing a truly nasty chunk of damage as the silver Warhammer bursts into golden light. And uh, you all feel the power of power Moradin as this creature kind of has its ribs broken.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and its second attack, again with advantage, 23 and 11 plus for the one. So, tries to go for the ribs again, hits again. Not quite enough to kill the creature, but it is looking severely wounded. In fact, it's grabbing its side. You can see these nasty bruises are starting to show in between all the furs and uh, defensive... uh, millions of muscle and fat that these creatures have. It's hurting quite badly. That is Rorik's turn. And now it is this Ogre's turn, and it's a little upset. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> and it's a little surrounded and it's masters are still alive in the frost giants so it's just going to give in to the frenzy I suppose and take some swings at uh, Mr. Fate but it's no longer got advantage where it stood and it can only swing once because it's just a lowly ogre uh, 20 against Mr. Fate yeah it's going to hit ah there you go 17 points of damage
4: uh, Nine. Bitch.
1: <laughs> That's Ten. okay, because we just got the Giants next. Yay!
0: Yes, the Giants. As the Ogre kind of swings out at Mr. Fate in a frenzy and just crashes its giant uh, Great Club into his back again. It is my Frost Giant's turn, and. Ooh, they survey the field. Sophia's looking hurt. Dick Fate's looking a little hurt, but this uh, Half orc seems to be taking a lot of damage. The first frost giant is going to move around and basically step on and crush the dead ogre under its boot. You watch as it just goes with a sickening pop as it puts its full multi ton weight down on the ogre's uh, chest, the big heavy frost covered boot. And the first one, the injured one, is going to take two attacks with advantage against you, Sophia.
2: Why do you want to kill me? Mm. Your closest. Next <laughs> closest.
0: So that's a twenty-four.
2: Fucking hell.
0: With seventeen points of damage for the first attack. Okay. And make me a Constitution saving throw. Why? Because you are concentrating on Shield of Faith.
2: Shit. Twenty-four.
0: It's fine. You're
1: definitely concentrating on that. You're concentrating so fucking hard right
2: <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> <But> I can't <laughs> dodge the fucking blow.
1: It's like no, no. I need the shield. Oh fuck! It didn't work.
2: <laughs> I can't dodge and shield.
0: Uh, okay, fair enough. And for its second attack, even with oh advantage, actually misses this time. Oh. You, you hold your shield up almost with both hands, and whether it's your physical strength or uh, the strength gifted by Palumbo, that second attack doesn't break through.
2: Could you imagine That's... if I'd taken 28 points of damage?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd have even... been down
2: to two health. Canal. Oh god, this is not a good day.
1: Nope. We need some sleep. Let's go and find a find somewhere to hide and sleep.
0: That was the first giant. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, but Tommy pissed him off.
0: Yeah, but he's <laughs> quite far away. You'd have to throw a rock at him.
2: He's not far. He's within touching distance.
0: Oh, uh, that was the other one that, that attacked. Yeah. Oh,
2: that, fuck off. This is the
0: one that just crushed the uh, ogre under its boot.
1: You said the injured one, but they're, they're, they're both injured, aren't they, right? True, they are both
0: a bit injured now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. a little bit, you know. I hit both of them. Come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's 21. It's not good enough, right? You 22? Enough.
2: Yep. Is this on me?
0: Yeah, on you, Sophia. it yeah. would've been
1: 35
0: points. Okay,
2: I don't need to know.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that massive great axe comes crashing down on you, Sophia, and your faith holds. Does it go for the second attack on you? You look hurt, so it was trying to take you out of the fight, but you're uh, bolstered. It doesn't like that. Hmm. You know what? It's going to do its second attack. It's going to spin round and try crash this Great Axe down into Mr. Fate. No. Also, with advantage because the ogre is still alive. That's a 23. And yeah, that's 25 hits. points of damage. Oh.
4: 13.
2: Oh, oh, oh. It's a lot of damage. Uh, no, considering how many of them you've halved, there's still quite a bit of damage.
4: That, yeah, it's. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone got any heals? Maybe uh, Sophia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. But, uh, well, I think I'm, I'm, still I'm
4: still in this fight.
1: Don't worry. <clears throat> okay. Don't don't worry then. All right. Fine. I I, I shan't. Um,
4: I heal myself. I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's quite a bit far.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. That is uh, the round over. So R four. Let's see what you can do. Looking healthy and uh, still intact over there. Yeah,
1: um, R4 is going to... Oh, he's going to stab out of the one he stabbed at last time because he's still got advantage against it. It would be good to take it out of the fight if he can. So, makes makes sense. Another two-handed attack with the gunpowder spear. But he's used his charge now, so we can't use that again. A 22
0: and 7 points of piercing damage. 22 and 7. That is good enough to finish off the ogre as r4 runs forward and basically runs the creature straight through r4 gets a kill (laughs)
1: that might be is that his first kill Possibly, <laughs> I don't know. He's, 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 <laughs> he's not had many. He might have killed stall at one point before, but um, <laughs> no, that, that was that was two solid rounds of attacks from our four against that ogre. He's hitting well recently. He's he's he's, he's having a, he's having a good time now, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Obviously, those upgrades are paying off.
2: Mm, definitely.
0: Darker going to move or is he staying
2: there?
1: Uh, ooh, yeah, maybe he should. I mean, the thing is, he's he's not going to stand much of a chance against these giants on his own. Um, how far can he get? That one, that one back there, is that in actually in base to base with Rogar? Um, Rogar oh, Roga, with Dick. Uh, it is now, yes, I believe. Okay, so yes. I should so Var so four circles all the way around to the back there. So he jumps onto the side and finishes his movement behind. He can just get there. So that would give um, Dick Fate advantage on that one. On mm-hmm. his turn, so yeah. r four is our four is done. He he got a kill. He's run victoriously round and is <laughs> now, now standing behind a frost giant, looking um, inconspicuous. Uh, as a, uh, as for a robot some reason,
2: he, no, he's doing he's flossing in the background.
1: <laughs> okay, fair enough. r four is now stood behind the frost giant, flossing, and doing, <laughs> doing all kinds of Fortnite dances.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, Sophia. Show me what you got.
2: What have I got? I can't move.
1: You have an, you have some beasties, and you have an action surge, or a second wind, mm. or maybe some spells. I don't know. your sure character sheet. Mm. <laughs>
2: um, are we going to be fighting anymore? Why can't we just all live in peace and harmony? Well, you you,
1: only you can talk to them. <laughs> He's not round.
2: <laughs> I don't think they'll listen. I really don't.
1: Probably not at this point in the fight, mate. No,
2: no, no not, not this fight. No, no. Okay, let's um second wind that shit. Which gives me sixteen extra hit points, which I will probably come down in a second. And then I'm going to hit the one I have advantage on with Tommy. Twice. Yeah. I haven't had advantage in ages 23 and 8 Plus a 4 A 4? Four? Lovely R4? No, not R4 He
1: didn't even get his 4, he already killed it Yeah
2: <laughs> Waste And a hit again 22 and 10 With an extra 2 uh, 2 attacks, 24 points In total, it's not It's not Tommy It's not Rogar But I'll take it <laughs>
1: Well, you've got you've got all these fancy spells you can cast, which I can't.
2: No, no, I'm not saying nothing. I'm just. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm just.
1: Are you bonus what? actioning?
2: I used action surge.
1: Oh, you did, yeah. So another yeah. two attacks. No, not I action surge. You...
2: Sorry.
0: You second winded. Second winded, that's
2: the one. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: the one. Mm-hmm. Not bad. So you uh, grit your teeth together and try a uh, hold your blood inside your body and take two, somewhat uh, just. Almost exhausted, swings at this giant, but it's a large creature. It's easy to hit, and final death carves through it just as good as any magic sword would. And yeah, you deal a decent bit of damage. You're noticing this giant is starting to look quite uh, battered and wounded. I mean, it's not out the fight yet, but oh. it's hurt. That leaves you, Mr. Fate, as you are stood there. Drawing on all the uh, combined experience of orc- orcish giant slayers past, what are you doing?
4: Well, I'm going to attack the one that's second me. I'm going to charge at it full, full, full force and uh, take a swing because, well, I'm raging, bitch. Mmm. So, uh, yeah, I don't really think there's much, much choice, and I get advantage because of R4. Is that correct? That's correct. Yep. Woohoo. Uh, so that's a 26 with 15 plus my 2d6 which is, makes it 19 and do I get a d4 as well?
0: you do, and Rorik has not been hit at all he's just been a buff in the party
4: <laughs> uh, so that is <laughs> 22 points of damage
0: okay, and the frost giant must make a strength saving throw yep uh, 23 Ah. <laughs>
2: that would have been hilarious
0: it would have been fantastic
4: well, mm. I've got another chance. <laughs> so, just full fury, taking another swing. So it's a 22 with 13. Uh, make that 23.
0: <laughs> hey, once again, just uh, feeling the combined experience of or- orcish giant slayers past from Clan Grumsh you charge right at this frost giant showing no fear in the face of a much larger stronger foe you dodge out of the way of its weapon and once again just like a hot knife through butter this uh this axe carves the flesh off this creature it doesn't fall but it certainly looks hurt damn i was hoping i might
4: take that one out but we're gonna look uh next time round.
0: They're uh, certainly made of tougher stuff than the ogres are. Yeah. And uh, Tommy, your turn.
1: Right, he's a big bugger, but yeah, I, it has brought back the fight against Steve in my mind actually, and I thought, yeah, so all I have to do is go for the dick—not not dick, <laughs> dick, but but <laughs> the schlong, the wang, <sighs> the large blue meat and two veg. Right. So with my flame tongue rapier, an advantage on my side, take a stab with a 19, dealing 10 points of piercing, followed up. Wow. Well, at the same time, another four points of flaming damage and mm-hmm. another one point of radiant damage. Hmm, not great, but let's it's have something. L- crack So same again. Another stab. A twenty one and nine points of piercing damage. Followed up by eleven points of flaming damage. Do these guys take more points against more damage from fire? Are you
0: noticing? Or is that Not in fifth edition. No? Okay. Oh, Interesting. I in 3.5. I actually think in Pathfinder they're weak to fire, which I can't quite remember. It it, it kind of rang a bell somewhere from something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sometimes the the elemental giants are weak to their opposing elemental. But yeah, you. I this mean, time. yeah.
1: It it it, <laughs> it would make sense, but you know, whatever. And another one point for my D4. And you know what? Uh, this thing needs to die. So I'm gonna action surge. Woo-hoo! And keep get, keep stabbing with my rapier in the hopes that it'll fall down dead eventually <laughs>
3: uh,
1: an 18 with 13 points of piercing damage uh, mm-hmm. 7 points of flaming damage and 2 points of radiant and, and finally uh, well with that attack
0: <gasps> you, those first two attacks you're stabbing forward with the flaming tongue rapier bring this creature down to its knees unfortunately aiming for its uh private parts was apparently it's deadly weak spot hey it it always is (laughs) (laughs) and then sensing your opportunity you let the adrenaline flow through you and you jab the rapier forward right into this thing's head now that it's in range and falls over like a mighty oak yeah so if i sprint forward
1: and stand on the toes of the fallen um ogre can i still also get advantage uh, you can,
0: you can wade into the exploded ogre.
1: OK, because I have one hit left, so let's make it count. Uh, so I leap onto, yes, the um, the crushed ogre and put all my weight behind a massive thrust, aimed straight at the crotch of this big blue bastard. A 23, 14 points of piercing damage. Six- oh, that was 1d6. Uh nine points of flaming damage and one point of radiant damage. Apparently the gods don't favour me that much. <laughs> <laughs> I am gonna I, I know I haven't killed it, but you know, I still feel pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, you rush forward through all the uh blood and gore before you and while this thing was trying to fight off Mr. Fates, you uh take the opportune moment to stab into it and deal a nasty chunk of damage. And it looks heavily wounded, as it is Rorik's turn. Who... Can he actually get in range? Doubt it. Come Let's on, go. little man. <laughs>
1: Come on, wee man. You can do it.
0: Oh. going to run up next to you, Tommy. And yes. uh, help with the flanking here, and see if he can take himself down a frost giant. With advantage, he runs in with a silver warhammer, and... 23, 11 points of damage plus the additional four points of Moradin's blessing from the Crusader's mantle. Rorik runs forward, grabs that Warhammer in two hands and you guys watch as it just starts glowing with this blazing golden light as he runs forward and crashes it right into the lower part of the ribcage on this Frost Giant as he leaps into the air You watch as its patchwork armor splits, cracks, and then just explodes into all these rusted, ruined shards as its chest sinks in, its ribs break, and the creature falls to the ground dead. Yes. I think I'm
2: gonna lie down.
1: (laughs) Sylvia just falls down. (laughs) Grabs her bow as she does so. Um, Yes. Do we, do we reckon we've got time to do some looting, boys? Or uh, should we uh, scarper?
2: I mean, can uh, we just take a, a bit of a we, perception yeah, a check perception
1: to see is, what's yeah. around? Okay, I'll do a perception check then. Can I aid in
0: that? Uh, sure. You can both take a bit of a look out of
1: need. Uh, do you want to uh, give us something, Sophia? What is it? What's that? Guidance. Guidance, please. that's the one.
2: Um, do I have any spells? Lot. It's not.
1: It's a. It's a cantrip. Oh, is it? Yes. I think it just gives us like an extra D four on top of what we do.
2: Sorry. I'm on the wrong page, guidance.
1: So I'll, I'll get advantage on a perception yes, check. Yes, D
2: four.
1: Uh, twenty four plus an extra D- Twenty-five. Mm-hmm. I just I, I, we we keep forgetting you've got that, and I just I just remember the other day, and I was like, we we must remember to do that every time we do something out of combat that requires. Like,
0: a check. Help. Sure. Yeah. So, um, Tommy and Dick, you uh, both kind of keep your ears peeled, start glancing around between the uh, rock formations, the snow, the dead trees, trying to uh, make certain that you hear absolutely everything you can, see everything you can, and you do hear the movement. You feel that soft rumble in the ground that you now recognize as the movement of giants but it all feels quite far away. And as you look into the distance where you can see the shrine, or the mountain that presumably houses the shrine, you do see more frost giants, more ogres, a whole mix of uh, of the lesser giants, maybe the odd troll even, you think, from this distance. You see that uh, regular green scaliness of the trolls that you fought before. And this whole area is... Packed with giants. Some patrolling, some setting up little camps, some just resting, some training. They're newly active in this area, you would guess. You don't see any permanent structures. But so far, with the 25, you don't think any more are close to you. You happen to run into this patrol. But hopefully, that seems like it's the only patrol going this particular route right now.
2: Hmm.
1: I don't think there's going to be anything useful particularly, but um, you never know. They uh, might find a note written in Giant, for example. It might be worth doing a quick um, quick loot and then prob- pro- probably trying to stealth to somewhere where we can maybe hunker away for the night, you know, hidden down. Yeah, I know it's... we're very much in, en- in, enemy ter- in enemy territory, but somewhere that, like, between some rocks or something.
2: It's not late, but I'm also thinking... Does it we... need to be daytime if we're going into a mountain?
1: True. And also, we might be might be better moving at night, more stealthy. Mm.
0: And Rorik darts at that as well. I'm uh, honestly feeling a little bit out of uh, divine power at the moment. That uh, last fight pretty much took the last of what I've got. If we could find somewhere that's overlooking all that activity down there, at least we might have a, a good watch for the evening.
1: Agreed. Yeah, I'm just going to have a pilfer through these guys pockets pouches have a quick look um or do you let's do an investigation yeah you can do an investigation do you want to give me some um
2: i'll give you g- some guidance yeah you're just gonna find like a bit of chopped off willy
1: <laughs> probably uh 11 plus
0: 1 12 well, you search through the giants and the ogres and you don't find too much of interest The giants, looking at them, clearly are well-trained and armoured. You get that from just looking at how um, basically in shape they are. They look like warriors, and they fought like warriors, uh, backing each other up, keeping you guys covered. They threw the ogres at you first as kind of like a meat shield. So you got the impression these things were trained and knew what they were doing. You don't find too much in their pockets, no gold or nothing that you recognize as useful. You see a big pouch on both the giants' waists, which do you guys contain basically mini boulders? But to these giants, you think they probably could have just whipped them at you at a hell of a, a pace and it would have been like getting hit by Tommy's rifle, if not worse, um, if they had chosen to go ranged against you. On the ogres, you find um, about ten javelins, if you wish to take them.
1: Dave? Do, you, do you want something to, sh- to throw? Is that useful for you?
4: Yeah, I f- I'm pretty sure I can throw anything, so yeah,
0: yeah. I'll take it. So you can add ten javelins to your inventory. Otherwise, you don't see too much useful. The great axes are far too big for any of you guys to use. They are frost giant size. These creatures are huge. Um, same with the armor. There's nothing really there for you to take from them. Um, What you do notice on the armor is a symbol that you've not really seen before, but you take a guess is either the symbol of Othryn himself or the symbol of this army that is somewhat formed in his name under new management, which is a symbol of a, a white dragon's head on a spike set on a black background, and you notice that similar white dragon head with a spike has actually been branded onto the ogres on their shoulders. Well, one on their shoulder, one on their back.
2: Mm.
1: Okay, All right. Let's uh, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, is there any? Is there any points? Uh, as Rorik was saying about somewhere reasonably high up, where we can get a good vantage point um, to make camp for the night. Sure. All of you, do me say survival check. See if you can find something. Okay.
2: Help. Oh, guidance.
1: You're going to guidance to I use, we direct it. What
2: What does that give me again? D4. D4.
4: Plus oh,
1: four. D4. Uh, 19. Uh, 21. Plus 4. Plus
2: three. I would say you'd only
1: really get guidance once for this, so... Okay. I'll give it to I mean... Bunkle, then. Oh, fine, fine. He get, You know, <laughs> 24, then, <laughs> in total. 24, <laughs> 24. right. D- D- Dick knows. Dick knows about survival.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. he has been guiding us.
1: Yeah, he's yeah. a survivalist man.
2: He is, yeah. Uh...
0: Yeah, Dick is uh, one with nature, and he kind of looks around the area. You range out just a little bit from where you are now and start heading almost to where the the landscape starts to dip and go down towards the mountain. You notice there are a few rocky outcroppings there that may have once uh, just been much larger sort of small hills and things, but they've worn away with time, and you just find, as you're going around, one of them has quite a deep little... Crack and cavass, k- almost like a little cave. I do think that would be a good spot to one, weather the elements as the uh, storms will be getting worse throughout the evening, and two, give you a reasonable view of what's going on down closer to the shrine.
3: Okay, yeah, and um, yeah, I, I... guys, I think the cave is. Uh, I think I think this cave is going to be the best place for us to you know hold up for a bit.
1: Yeah. Um oh, oh yeah. And with a nineteen I I can see immediately where you spot where you pointed to. Yeah, it looks like a good spot. Yeah. Well well spotted Dick. That well, just from here that just kinda looked like a like a little crack. But yeah, that's should fit us in there.
2: Dick's like little cracks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dick 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 can force his way inside. Yeah.
2: <laughs> any any little crack. <laughs> <I'm sorry. Yeah. laughs>
1: You know, if it, you know it's, it's, it might be a tight fit that you might have to lubricate up a little bit to, to oh. squeeze in.
2: Too far! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dick, Dick gets some vaseline out rubs robs on his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <sighs> okay, so you move away from the scene of your destruction and head to this little cave that you find. And I presume start to just make a small camp for the night, maybe not putting uh, up a fire or anything so that you don't draw too much attention i don't know
1: but you yeah I, th- <laughs> I think it makes makes sense not to have a fire i think to- tommy's quite happy to take the first watch he's still got full health so um Oof. i know uh he although although he does kind of uh, as as if everyone's going to start settling down to sleep he's going to tap rora and go uh look mate uh, cheers for the uh the assist with the giant earlier just uh, just wanted a reminder, in, in the morning, could you uh, hit me up with uh, one of them uh, curing spells like what you did for Sophia? Because, uh, yeah, still still need that.
0: Uh, he nods, and um, he was going to take the first watch with you as well, because he's also full health. Uh, his spells are a bit low, but he can take like the first sleep, in a sense, if Tommy would stay up a bit longer. So yeah. he'll uh, just nod at you and go, hey, that's not a problem, lad. I'll uh, get you cured up in the morning. It's a shame I can only do that once a day, but you know, perhaps in a few years of training, I can do that a bit more regularly.
1: Yeah, well, it's uh, much appreciated, mate, as as I said. but uh, And yeah, cracking work in that fight. You've, uh, you've got some experience.
0: Aye, aye. I've been uh, fighting most of my life, to be completely honest with you. Not normally for us giants, but I've faced a few fire giants before. They make their homes not far from uh, where my people live. High up in the mountains, they tend to seclude themselves away near volcanic material and such.
1: Oh, well, you know, we should, uh, when this uh, these events have passed and we have a little bit of respite, it'd be nice to uh, catch up over a pint and find out a little bit more about yourself, if, uh, if you'd be up for that.
0: Aye, well, I mean, once all this is resolved, maybe I'll invite the lot of you around to where uh, I would normally make my home across the ocean. Sounds nice, uh,
1: yeah. This is a uh, uh, this is the furthest I've ever been from home.
0: Bit weird, really. Is that so? Well, same for me, to be completely honest.
1: T- Tommy gives him a kind of a, a slightly crooked smile, um, slaps him on the shoulder, and says, "Well, yeah, go get some sleep. I'll uh, I'll keep an eye out." Hey,
0: no problem. It's always difficult to sleep when you're on a mission, We find you just sat there with one eye open. Hopefully, none of these giants come by while we're snoozing, <laughs> as he um stands up. You see, he stops for a moment and then goes, Hey, come Kind of calls you over to the edge of the uh, cave entrance.
1: Yeah? What is it?
0: And I look down there near the shrine, near that uh, crack in the mountain, and you can see what look like small torches heading very quickly out of the mountain. And with your ears, Tommy, you can just make out the sound of Horns being blown almost in a rather panicked fashion. You can't quite tell at this distance whether this is ogres, trolls, or giants, it might be a mix of creatures that are coming out of the mountain, but they certainly seem in a panic and are making a lot of commotion. As they do so, and even you start to hear the uh, panicked blowing of all these war horns kind of alerting each other to something that's happened, you hear a roar emanating from somewhere near the peak of the mountain. Loud enough that even at this great distance, you can hear it. And you notice all the little torches in the valley below and surrounding the mountain stop moving as you hear the beating of large wings as a shape descends from the top of the mountain. A shape larger than any you've ever seen You would almost describe it as gargantuan. And Tommy, though you've never faced one in combat before, you'd be hard-pressed to find a single person all the world over that couldn't recognize a dragon when they saw one. Especially a gargantuan white dragon that swoops down into the valley and unleashes a devastating frost breath. On a whole a host of giants and giant kin. You watch as all those little torches start snuffing out as this rolling fog of frosty death washes over them. Even from here, you can see that they're frozen solid, just statues now, as the creature sweeps across and then roars once more, sending terror and panic throughout the survivors who start to scatter away as it swoops around. Gives one more attack of its breath and then flies back up to the top of the mountain. And that's where we're going to end the episode.
1: Holy Bit. shit.
0: I'm back, baby.
2: <laughs> well, are you white, though?
4: That wasn't Rogar.
2: No. Really?
0: No.
4: Oh, shit. <laughs> I that think this was, is that was, O'Gresh's... A big, uh, that was a bigger dragon. Say, uh,
0: yeah. That one was bigger than Rogar.
2: Is that Ogresh's ride?
0: runs
3: Oh, Othrin's ride. Right. Right. Oh, could be, could be, wow.
2: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Maybe next week you'll find out.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, it was the giant killer, wasn't it? Oh, something about giants. That dragon a giant. Which yeah, would make
1: but sense. The, but then he, t- then um, Othrin took him as his mount, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. And he was, and he was straight pimping, flying through the sky on a giant white dragon.
2: Yeah. The frost tyrant. <laughs> yeah. Pimpin'. Oh uh, <laughs> I mean, it is
1: though, isn't it? I mean, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. You got your ice white dragon.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh Cookson, I've made is Ferrakin the mate to the mm-hmm. giant eater? Um, or is it Gorgoroth?
0: So there are two dragons that you're aware of from the story. Yeah. There was uh Farrican, the Giant Eater. Yeah. Who was Killed, and Gorgoroth, the Frost Tyrant, that was taken.
2: I guess it's her then. Yep. (laughs) Not
1: sure if that's good or bad. Well, we have we have united enemies. I guess. I mean, yeah. (laughs) The 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 enemy of my enemy. Really, though. Uh, I mean, yeah. You hope. Uh, I mean, Tommy's bricking it slightly, but he's also thinking, wouldn't it be fucking cool to fly on the back of a giant white dragon?
4: <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just not happening. Could <laughs> we? I know, but ask a little man from be... the back of the streets can dream.
2: Can, can she be part of our party? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tommy,
0: I stab her with my rapier. Dragon, what do you do? (laughs) (laughs) Ice breath, 99 damage to everyone. Yay! (laughs) Uh, Well.
4: That's fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
3: That
1: hurt. That was fine. I don't want you all out.
2: You're dead. (laughs) I don't have, like, i ha got quite a high AC now and it just really, really hurt.
1: <laughs> it's really annoying when you get a high AC and it doesn't matter.
2: <laughs> it's like, I could have been naked and it would have still... It would have been the same.
1: Yeah, what's, what's the fucking point in carrying all this like extra armour around?
2: Fucking just
1: take your armour off and roll better. Exactly,
2: yeah. <laughs> I honestly you know, thought he was yes. just going to make us dream again. Not that a fucking dragon would appear.
1: Well, no, that was a turn up. Yeah. Definitely. And for a second I was like, oh fuck, Rogar's back.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, um, no. Uncle's We're... like, I'm back! Oh no. It's, it's not, it's not me. me. No. It's bigger than me. <laughs> well,
1: yes, it's not him. <laughs> Thank
2: goodness. Wait a minute, are they on the same side?
1: I don't think so.
2: No, because Rogar's on the same side as the giants.
0: Sort of. Sort Sort of. I mean, you tend to find ancient white dragons are on their own side.
2: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. But we're not... We're not not on the same side. (laughs) 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 That's that's how how I like to look at (laughs) it.
2: You're really optimistic, aren't you?
1: Look... I'm not optimistic, I'm not, but I'm not not pessimistic. I'm just like, I'm just glad there's a few less giants between us and where we need to go.
2: Okay.
0: Mm. Yes. Well, hopefully that may have scared them off for at least a little while. But we'll find out all that out next week. So uh, thank you for joining us, everyone. That was Gunpowder, Treason, No Plot. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and if you wish to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gtmp. You'll find we're on there with a bunch of different tiers that you can pledge at, so if you want to leave us a bit of a tip, go for it. There's also rewards that come along with that. If you want to chat to us generally... I am on Twitter, as Treason and my players are there with their player names and GTMP at the end of it. We also have a WordPress website and Facebook group. And if you want to support us in a non-monetary way, go to the uh, summary credits of this episode that you'll find in your podcast player, and click the D&D Beyond referral link. It'll take you to D&D Beyond, but it'll let them know that, hey, we have some supporters out there. So that's uh, always an easy way to help. And I'll turn you over to my co-hosts to say their own little goodbyes.
4: Bada ba da ba ba da, ba da ba ba da, da ba
3: It's ask Dick Hello My name is Dick Fate, the agony ant for Veradin. Right mate, dear Dick, my name is Tom.
4: Wait, no, it's not. It's Steve. Yeah. Fuck you, Steve. I haven't seen my dad well, uh, in like ever. Recently, events
3: led me to believe he's in Ashara. Do you think it's a good idea for me to meet him? <laughs> Raoul, you should have told me how nice it is to have a child write into our show, everyone. Children should be cherished. I can tell this boy has tried very hard because his fake accent is really bad and his spelling and punctuation are quite terrible. I assume he can't read. Tom Steve, if that is your real name. I think you should definitely seek out your father. He's probably not a ball spawn and may not even know of your existence. So seek him out and enjoy a game of catch the severed head, much as I once did with my dad. And hey, if he shuns you, nothing says, I love you like cutting out his heart and eating it. ba-da-ba-da-ba, ba-da-ba-da-ba, ba-da-ba-da-ba.
2: It's us. Sorry, I had to join (laughs) Oh, oh, Tommy
1: So, um, on with Tommy's big book of spells (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we're uh, on to the letter I I is for incendiary cloud Because we all like, you know, clouds and that, don't we? Yeah, so Incendiary Cloud is a 8th level spell which has a range of 150 foot and area 20 feet. A swirling cloud of smoke shot through with white hot embers appears in a 20 foot radius sphere centred on a point within range. The cloud spreads around the corners and is heavily obscured. It lasts for the duration or until a wind of moderate or greater speed at least 10 miles an hour, disperses it. When the cloud appears, each creature must make a dexterity saving throw. A creature takes 10d8 fire damage on a failed save, or half as much damage on a successful one. A creature must also make this saving throw when it enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn or ends it there. Yes, that's right, 10d8. The cloud moves 10 feet directly away from you in a direction that you choose at the start of each one of your turns. And look, see, right. It turns out, right, is this, uh, this agony on in Varadin, right? Have you, have you heard of him, right? He's, uh, he's there. He's giving it all out, and he, some fucking mug. He's in pretending to be me, right? Getting advice off this. This is bollocks. I'm not having this, right? And he's giving shit advice as well. It's like if you've got a dad who fucks off and abandons you, you don't fucking go and meet him up. It's bollocks. I'll tell you what, I could do better fucking agony aren't a voice. Yeah, fuck him, right into Tom. <laughs> Dickhead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't want to follow any of this. I, I never do. I I would just happily... I've like, been Flo. goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And I'm Flo.
2: See ya! Oh, you did say I. So I is for invisible stalker, which are solitary creatures native to the plane of air. They are known to deeply resent any task given to them, but will relentlessly pursue it in completion. If asked to do a task, it would gradually prevent the stated intent of the task and look for loopholes. A bit like asking Matt to do the laundry or empty the dishwasher.
0: Oh. Sideswipe, though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us, everyone. That was Gunpadditries and No Plot, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. I'm Bunkle. Bye.
2: Please keep that. Oh, I will. (laughs) (laughs) What
4: happened? It cut out.
1: (laughs) Can anyone hear us? Can anyone hear us? I'm trapped in this bumper. We're both trapped in this bumper. Oh no, how How do we we end up in here? Well, how do we escape? Okay, look. Maybe if we send everyone to necropodicon.com we can escape. But not just that. What if we send them to the Discord as well? Yes, that's great. You have to go to the website, which is www.necropodicon.com and you'll find a Discord on there. And if you want, I guess, if, if you've got time while releasing us, you could play games and chat with the people from the various podcasts you've been listening to. You can read all the cast and crew profiles. You can be part of special events. In fact, we're missing out on that by being trapped in this bumper. Help free us from this bumper and we'll see you over at www.necropodicon.com. We are in mortal pain. If you you suck,
3: please! We oh, suffer in this bumper! Save us! us. Ah. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce, easy to listen.
0: Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects you heard during this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so be sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.